and we're live, not live, but you know what I mean. Uh, welcome to the 3DD podcast, <laughs> solo cast today. Uh, thank you for joining me by the fire here. Um, and if you're just listening on audio, that would be a reference to the fact that I've got one of those fireplace visualizers up on the screen behind me. Uh, <laughs> and also, uh, we've got, a, we've actually got video feed today for the podcast, uh, also in lieu of the fact that uh, I'm doing this on my own today. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you've never listened to the podcast before, uh, which I'm going to assume that a lot of you haven't, um, then uh, you know that I kind of have been on hiatus from the podcast since the uh, the real sort of dig of the uh, of the pandemic, the uh, the COVID nineteen pandemic, which I'm sure you're sick of hearing about. I'm, I'm sick of hearing about it, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I was, the podcast was one of these things that I, that I, I had, you know, these huge aspirations, not huge, I, you know, that I just, I just kind of wanted to kick off for, for 2020 and, um, you know, I was doing pretty well with it, you know, uh, for a while, <laughs> for like the six or seven episodes that I, I, I did end up putting out. I was, I was following a pretty good, you know, consistent upload schedule, getting it up every Thursday. And then the last episode, I think, aired right as the, uh, the initial lockdown hit, the first lockdown in March. That was, I think, around the time that I um, launched the last episode that ever went live. And, uh, you know, I had, a, I had a lot of people kind of, because I was, I was in limbo with it for a while, just kind of wondering what I was going to do with the podcast because, you know, I was having a great time doing it. It was, it was everything that I wanted it to be. It was, you know, there were, there were conversations that flowed and they had purpose and, you know, I was just kind of starting to find my groove with it and starting to learn how to steer conversations in, in interesting ways. And that was a really big, um, that was one of the really big uh, purposes of it for, for myself personally. And we were getting there, we were doing it. And, it had really good momentum. We were getting really good content out of it, having really good conversations with really great people that I, you know, that I feel that I wanted more people to know more about on a deeper level and let people talk in a long form format. And then all of a sudden we weren't allowed to see each other anymore and we weren't allowed to sit down in front of each other and have these conversations, these spirited conversations. And, you know, I, I, a lot of people kind of, asked me why I hadn't gone virtual with it, you know, doing it over Zoom or FaceTime. And, you know, my answer was always the same. I had no intention of doing it in any other format other than face-to-face, in person, um, having a real genuine conversation with a person just because, you know, I, the the virtual thing, it's just not the same, right? It's just, it's not, you, you can't get into the same sort of rhythm of, of you know, reading a person's expressions and it's it's not the same flow of conversation it doesn't come as naturally I don't think and <clears throat> so yeah there was um there was a lot of reasons I didn't want to do it also it, it it wasn't really off at a point where I felt like I sort of had people that were you know anticipating it every week I didn't exactly have an audience for it you know I, I had a good amount of people listening to it um, but that was more sort of based on whoever the guest was. Uh, and so 
I, I just felt like I also had enough going on on my own that I could kind of put it aside and not really worry about it. It was of all the things that I wanted to keep going. This was something that could definitely take a backseat for the, for the time being. So it did. And uh, I, I always kind of told myself that I would wait until it was, we were back in a place where we could have these sit down conversations face to face again before I started it up again. And then it just, I'm still waiting. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're at the, we're at the end of the year now. Today is December 27th. It is 8.07 PM. <laughs> I'm just sitting in my living room by myself recording the podcast. And yeah, I mean, I didn't really have a plan for this. This is more sort of a sort of stream of consciousness type thing. And just looking back on the year of, uh, the dreaded 2020. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, 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 it's weird. And, you know, I, I, I also usually do like a, a year end wrap up video, um, with a big like highlight reel video. Uh, and I, and I like doing that. I, I'm, I'm still kind of wrestling it with in my mind. If, if I still want to do that, I probably will. Um, it's just weird because all of my content this year, it's, I mean, aside from my trip to LA in January, at the very, very beginning of the year, um, I don't really have a lot of personal content. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, sort of artistic. Not, I shouldn't say that it's not artistic, but it's mostly client work because I've just been working for, Jesus Christ, this microphone doesn't want to stay up. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, all of my content all of my video content has all been client work. That's all I've been doing. It's just, I've just been straight working for the whole year. <laughs> um, I mean, but I still think it's important to have something to look back on and something to kind of reflect on every year just to see, you know, those little progressions. I, you know, I go back and I watch like the 2016 video. I think it's the first one that I ever made. And I'm just kind of looking at it and just like, wow, you know, it's, it's wild to look back on that stuff. And especially from year to year to year, just listening to my, you know, just watching, first of all, watching how my technical skills progress in terms of, you know, being a filmmaker and a storyteller. And then also, um, perspective wise, cause I started speaking in the later videos and yeah, just, just seeing how my goals change and, and, you know, how my mindset changes and having one year to kind of check in with myself and see where I'm at mentally. And last year was not in a good place at all. <laughs> if you go back and watch that video, I mean, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll, I'll link that in the description. It'll probably be on the end card as well. Uh, for those of you listening on, uh, on audio, um, uh, you can, you can find that on my YouTube channel. It is Kev in real life little wordplay there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, I, I was not in a good place this time last year. Uh, I, I was, it was kind of getting better, but you know, I was kind of dealing with a lot of things. I was dealing with a lot of burnout primarily, and I should have watched it before I, <laughs> before I sat down to record this. Um, but yeah, I was, I was dealing with a lot of burnout and a lot of, um, just kind of uncertainty as to, a, I, I really was at a sort of a crossroads at that point in my life, I had no idea what was coming for me <laughs> in the next couple of months. Uh, and you know, it was just, yeah, just not really knowing. I, I was at a point where I was, I was coming to a point where I was going to have to make a choice at some point because the way that I was, the way that I was doing it just, 
you know, working a full-time job, 45 hours a week plus commutes and, you know, after hours work and, you know, between all that and then also having to come home and work on edits and then go out and shoot on the weekends and just never having a minute to myself and just kind of losing myself in my, in all of my work and all the things that I'm wrapped up in. Cause, uh, you know, among all that, I was also doing the podcast and that was starting to take up so much of my time. I think actually, you know, it kind of was ended up being a blessing that it went away for a while just to give me a little bit of a break, which, you know, I think that was the case for most of us. Um, you know, a, a lot of us had kind of been steamrolling ahead and just, it gets away from you. You know, you, you just, you're, you're this little snowball and you kind of rolling down this hill and you're getting bigger and you're getting bigger and the bigger you get, the faster you go. And, you know, the further along you get, the harder it becomes to slow down or stop. And at a certain point, it almost becomes like, it almost feels like it's impossible to ever stop until, you know, you run into <laughs> some kind of a, some kind of an immovable object, which took the form of a global pandemic in March. And, you know, that was best case scenario. That was if you, if you didn't get it or if you didn't have anybody who, who actually got sick. You know, the, the best case scenario was that your whole life kind of just went on pause and you had to shut yourself in like I did. And all of a sudden having nothing to do with yourself and no more distractions and just kind of being faced with, you know, all of the issues that you had been suppressing and kind of ignoring and running away from they all kind of come to a head again, best case scenario. That's if you didn't get sick. Um, and you know, thank God I didn't, you know, my whole family stayed safe. Everybody, we all kind of, um, we, we, we did what we could. We all, we stayed away from each other and we, you know, nobody I know, thank, thankfully got sick. And so for me, the, uh, the, the, my experience of the pandemic was, just kind of being faced with myself because <clears throat> another huge thing that happened that I really didn't talk about with anybody was I lost my job. I lost, you know, cause that, that had been such a, such an identifying thing for me. Uh, as long as I've been doing this video thing for a living, I have always had a full-time job. I've always worked, you know, you know, traditional nine to five job. In my case it was nine to six. I was working nine hours a day. Um, and it was, uh, by the time I moved into, into my place here in Toronto, uh, now I added a commute, I, you know, that my commute, my commute was a lot longer than it used to be. And, uh, so it was nine hours a day plus at least a half hour each way to commute. So, um, yeah, it, like I said, as long as I've been doing this, I've always had that job and it was always kind of something that, you know, it, it always gets brought up whenever I show up on shoots. Like, oh, one of the first questions people ask me, oh, do you do this full time? I was like, no. I have a job. <laughs> I still have my day job and I'm just, you know, I'm waiting for the right time, waiting for the right time. And, you know, same, same excuses as everybody. And then, um, well, yeah. And then, then, uh, in, in March, right at the peak of the pandemic, um, I lost my job. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm not going to get into why or what happened. It, you know, it wasn't exactly a, a, a clean, friendly split. Um, it was kind of just dropped on me. And yeah, like I said, I, I, we, I don't want to get into details, but I, all of a sudden now I've got no job. I've got no job. And, um, uh, a, a lot of my video work got canceled. Um, 
just because a lot of places got shut down and a lot of rules came into play. And also, you know, it just, we, there was a lot of uncertainty in the beginning, like what the situation actually was. So everybody was kind of just trying to be safe and stay away from each other. So, I mean, all of my video work stopped and then I lose my job. And then all of a sudden I go from having, you know, too, so much to do and no time to do it all to all of a sudden having nothing but time and nothing to do. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I did finally get a chance to catch up on all of my client work that I had been behind on, thankfully, and, and turn all of that over, um, the edits and whatnot. So that, and, but then once I cleared that up, that was it. I was, I had nothing. And it was really, really scary because, you know, if, as long as I've, as long as I've had the video work, if, if I ever had a slow season or if I had anything, if, if there was any reason why the, um, the video work just wasn't bringing in money, I always had that check coming, you know, tw you know on the 16th and the first of every month. So I always had that to kind of fall back on. And that for, for so long was the reason why I had told myself I can't, I can't take on this video thing full time yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. It's not making enough money. I wouldn't be able to afford my rent. I wouldn't be able to afford my car. I wouldn't be able to afford this, that, whatever. Like my lifestyle, it would be, I never wanted to be the starving artist. That was basically my, the thesis of my argument of why I had to stay at my job for so long. And then all of a sudden, one day it just wasn't up to me anymore. One day I was just gone. <laughs> and yeah, that's a, that's a terrifying thing to happen when you're in the middle of a global pandemic and you lose both of your jobs. <laughs> and, uh, luckily, you know, the government relief came through and I just got to kind of sit around and just live <laughs> for a little while, which was really, really weird, really, really weird because now it was like, it was like, okay, here, all of your base expenses are taken care of. Everything is closed. There's nothing to spend money on anyways, except for your rent and your food and, and your car. And, uh, here you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, just, just hang out for a while <laughs> and just having all that responsibility taken off of my shoulders was very, very strange. But you know what? It was something that I, I now know that I really needed again, best case scenario. I didn't get sick. None of my loved ones got sick. None of my, I didn't, none of my friends got sick. I was very, very lucky. And so I walked away with it with that best case scenario of just having the problem of, oh, hey, here, you got to take a, a two month long break. <laughs> um, at least two months. I don't even know how long it ended up being. But um, yeah, uh, so it's it's weird to talk about it. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, if you, I mean, you can even go back and listen to, uh, uh, I think it was the second podcast that I did with Nicole Shapiro, where we talked about burnout and we talked about overwhelming yourself. And then, you know, that, that, that sensation of that momentum outrunning you and you not being able to come out from under it and not having any resolution for it. And, you know, it having, having the whole pandemic situation happen to me the way that it did, where it was just stop what you're doing and just all of a sudden having nothing to do. And, and now just forcibly taking a break, I really kind of realized, um, how much I had been running myself into the ground because 
all of a sudden, like I'm, I'm sleeping and I'm, uh, you know, I'm eating properly and I'm relaxing and I'm like, I'm like, Oh my God, this is what that feels like. <laughs> it was, yeah. Like I hadn't had, you know, I hadn't had time like this for as long as I could remember for as long as I've been doing video for like the past three, four, four years almost now. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it ended up being a blessing in that way of, uh, you know, finally getting to slow down and, you know, get back to some of my hobbies and things that I enjoy and just remember what it felt like to just being a human being with hobbies again. And, you know, you know, being able to, to use my, you know, go back and comb through old video footage that never made it anywhere and get in to pick music back up. And there's just so much. And yeah, I mean, like I've, I, I talked about this uh, a little, a little bit before, but for the last year before, uh, before I lost my job, uh, I think I had been on a streak of like, maybe like six to eight months at least, maybe even a year where I was sleeping like two to four hours a night. And like, that's not a joke. That's not an exaggeration that I, I would genuinely sleep sometimes. Like I, I would always have to be awake. My, um, I would always have to be awake, um, by eight because, uh, I, I would start at my desk job at nine. So I, you know, I kind of worked it out in my head that if I left, if I, <laughs> if I left my place by eight twenty, I would be there just in time for nine. So if I can get up right at eight, I could have 20 minutes to just roll out of bed and just run through, you know, just like run a toothbrush through my mouth and like try to wake myself up. So, but you know, in order to get through all of the client work that I had to do and all the editing that I had to do, I had to be up most nights until like three, four o'clock in the morning. Sometimes even later than that, like there, there were, there were definitely days where I went to bed at 6am and, and woke up at eight. That was not uncommon. Uh, but most nights I was in bed around four. Um, if I got a night of five hours of sleep, that was lucky. And like, yeah, I, I mean, again, I, 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 I have said that before then, like, you know, I, I sleep two to four hours a night. I wasn't kidding. I was genuinely for a stretch of like six to eight months and like up to maybe even a year, almost consecutively, I, I didn't get more than four hours of sleep a night. And even then I was still drowning in everything that I had to do. So then all of a sudden here I am sleeping eight, nine, 10 hours a night. And just like, <laughs> it, it came back pretty quickly, you know, just realizing how badly I needed all that rest. Um, cause you know, I kind of got to a point where I, I was kind of looking at myself and I was like, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to realize it before, but I'm like my, just my overall health, my, the way that I felt every day, I just started to feel more alive again. <laughs> you know, like I, random aches and pains that I would just have. And I, I swear to God, my hair got thinner. <laughs> I don't know if that's just a getting, getting older thing, but I've got good hair genetics. I've got the hat on right now just because I haven't been able to get a haircut <laughs> in a couple of months. But yeah, I mean, just little things like that, you know? And there was a lot more that I was dealing with that I kind of um, didn't talk about a whole lot, um, not publicly anyways, but you know, I'd look, again, thankfully I've got a good group of friends to kind of lean on and uh, confide in. And some of them kind of knew uh, a few of the things that had been happening with me just by running myself into the ground. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, wow, I didn't expect to talk about this for so long. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Uh, uh, but I think it, around the time we kind of realized that, it, um, that the, you know, the, 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 the isolation was starting to work and, and, uh, we were starting to learn more and more about the virus and it, you know, it wasn't, the situation wasn't quite as dire for us as, uh, we were, that we had been afraid of for so long. Um, and so we kind of, I, I started slowly started to go back to work and I'm just going to get some water. Hold on one second. Podcasting rule. Always have water handy. I know this. I'm just going to leave that uncut. I've done enough editing this year. <laughs> um, I was saying, okay, yeah. So I, slowly I start to go back to work. And, uh, you know, over the summertime, I mean, thank God for... I, I was very, very, very blessed with a lot of great clients who came through uh, wanting to start shooting again in the summertime. I picked up a lot of new clients and, and you know, built a lot of new relationships. I got very, very, very lucky. Uh, and I got to create some really, really awesome content that I'm super, super proud of. Um, you know, it's all it's all there. <laughs> some of the big names um, that, uh, that came through for me that I got to really collaborate heavily with and, and create a lot of content for, uh, I got to, I got to help, um, uh, right way, uh, do it the right way. Uh, fitness, Sharna Florence, uh, uh, we built a lot of uh, good content together. Big hit studios, uh, helped me out a lot, bringing me in to help them kind of rebuild and relaunch. And, uh, we made some really awesome stuff there and a lot of other, oh God, a lot of it's escaped me. Oh, um, Ian Higgins and uh, Maggie Watson, you've probably seen a lot of our stuff <laughs> just because we, we get a lot of attention with the, with the content that we make. Um, and yeah, there's just so much of it that I'm just so grateful for. And uh, it kept me afloat uh, to the point where, you know, I didn't have to take any more of the government benefit money. I was just okay. I was supporting myself pretty quickly um, once, the summer, uh, once the summer landed and then we, uh, I started working and... Uh, you know, Throttle House picked me up as their drone pilot and just a lot of, a lot of new connections. And, and you know, when I, when I kind of really think back on it, these are a lot of opportunities and a lot of connections and a lot of jobs that I wouldn't have been able to take if I had still been committed Monday to Friday, 9am to 6pm every day. So, you know, stuff like that, it really kind of just makes you think of like, I always told myself I wasn't ready because the work wasn't steady enough. And how much was I limiting myself by staying, right? And not taking that leap. Because uh, clearly I was ready. Because there was almost no sort of slow transition time. It's helped out a lot by the fact that, you know, that government benefit came through and, and helped me sort of transition into <laughs> being a 100% freelancer. And so, but I don't know. I mean... I. If I had, if I had taken that leap earlier, would I have still been okay? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but you know, that's just, that's not how things went. So I don't know, maybe there's no point in, in thinking about it that way, but kind of just makes you think, you know, um, definitely makes me think, <laughs> did I stay there longer than I needed to? I don't think so. And 
I, I don't think it, it, you know what? It, for me, I think it had to happen this way. And I've, I've said this to almost everybody that I've talked to about it, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm very grateful that, you know, me, because I always had this idea in my head of how it would be. You know, I would like, I would have X amount of consistent clients who were booking me on a, on a regular basis, month to month, that, you know, I could do the math in my head and I could cover all my bases and I could cover all my expenses. And then um, when I was at a certain number or when I was at a certain level, then I'd be like, okay, now it's safe for me to leave and transition into being just solely a freelancer. And, you know, I, I had this idea of how I would go in and, uh, you know, amicably leave and thank everybody at um, my, um, my other job and leave gracefully you know, with a round of applause and a pat on the back for good old Kev. And um, none of that happened. Uh, one day I was just gone. I left the office and I was told never to come back again. And there are a whole bunch of people that I kind of had said, you know, see you later too, and I'm probably never going to see you again. And I didn't get, um, I didn't get that graceful exit that I thought I was going to get. And I didn't get those goodbyes that I thought I was going to get. And, um, I lost the narrative. You know, there's a, there's a, almost everybody in there who I'll never get to tell my side of the story to. So I could just come off as, I don't know what to, to them. You know, I don't know what my legacy is in those people's minds and I don't have control over that. But what I, what I did have control over was whether or not I let this bury me or not. And I decided, no, I'm going to try to overcome it. And, you know, in the beginning I panicked. Um, and, you know, I went looking like fruitlessly <laughs> for another job to fill that, um, to fill that void. And of course, you know, nobody's hiring in the midst of uh, the peak of a global pandemic. And <laughs> obviously... So I didn't really have a choice. I didn't have a, I didn't have something to fall back on. This is the only thing that I could do was to continue doing what I was doing. And I think if, if it had happened any other way, then I wouldn't have had that faith in myself to say, no, I don't need anything else. I just need this. And this is enough. I would never, never have that kind of confidence in myself. So now all of a sudden I'm being forced to just say, it doesn't matter what you think you're on your own now. And it turned out I was okay because when I was, and I've always known this to, on, on some level, just, you know, whether it is from being told or from hearing other stories or from just knowing it intrinsically within myself, just knowing that the best way to, to put yourself into something is to just kind of bury yourself into more than you think you can handle and then just work your way out of it. I've preached that message before and I, I always you know, kind of said that I always had that confidence in myself to know that if I could jump, if I could jump head first into a situation where I don't know if I was quite, if I quite had the tools or the means to succeed, I would find a way because, you know, once you're in it, the only way out is to work your way out of it. And I always kind of said that like, you know, but I was always referring to specific projects, like specific video projects, things that I 
didn't know if I was 100% qualified for, but I would take on anyways and I would figure it out. And I was always able to figure it out. But where that confidence kind of stopped for me was not hanging on to that lifeline of, you know, being able to jump in fully into the freelance video career, which is, you know, no lifeline, no paycheck, no salary, just trying to get by on, you know, doing what I do with video. And the only way that I was ever going to make that leap into, into being a full-time freelancer was by just cutting it off and just diving in and then forcing myself to make it work. I always knew that that was going to be the case, but I was just always just way too afraid to just do it. And there's always a, there was always a reason why, you know, there's always a reason why now is not the right time. There's always a reason why you, you can wait just a little bit longer. There's always a, re- if you're, if you go looking for reasons to not do something, I've said this before too. If you go looking for a reason to not do something, you'll always find one. There's always a reason not to do something. You just need one reason that's good enough for you to do it. And I guess for me, the only reason that was good enough for me to be, (laughs) to take on like being a full-time freelancer for good was by having literally no other choice. (laughs) So that's what happened. And here I am, um, however many months later, I'm at the end of the year. This happened at the beginning of March, second week of March. And here I am at the beginning, at the end of the year, and I'm doing great. (laughs) I'm not just surviving, I'm thriving. And I know how lucky I am that, that that's the case for me. And it's not the case for a lot of people. And, you know, I, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've seen more people lose businesses than I have seen people get sick. And, you know, for me, there's just, I, 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 I don't know what the solution is there. You know, it's, um, it's hard. It's hard to be around these people and not feel for them, but also knowing that there's, you know, there, there is a crisis happening and nobody has answers and nobody has good answers. And, you know, me being on this side of it saying, well, I'm doing fine. (laughs) Um, it's just, it's really, yeah, it's, it's a really weird, it's a really weird time. There's just no other, just kind of no two ways about it. It's a very strange time in our history. And, um, yeah, uh, I mean, I think on the other side of this, when we, when we see the other side of this, whatever that looks like, I think all of us will have learned a lot about ourselves. And it's just weird. And, uh, you know, a lot of people talking about 2020 being the worst year and everybody's kind of just waiting for it to be over. But for me, I'm kind of trying not to look at it that way because if one thing that we're learning about this is that these things aren't restrained, these things aren't bound by the restraints of time. Because the year ends doesn't mean that this stuff is all going to go away. We know that this stuff is going to carry on into the, into the new year. And I don't see a way out of it. I don't see an end of it. so I think to kind of just rely on like, okay, I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. We're hitting January 1st reset on the clock and then everything's going to be fine. We're going to be out of 2020. We survived 2020. 
And then looking at 2020 as this big villain that's just holding everybody down. Part of me is just like, well, no. I mean, time has nothing to do with it. The year has nothing to do with it. Whether or not you, you know, you succeed through this or whether or not you make it through this is kind of up to you. Not kind of, it is up to you. Whether or not you you have the strength to, to make it through is up to you. And I'm not saying that in terms of just like, you know, having a successful business. Uh, you know, for a lot of people, it's, uh, you know, it, it's just getting through the mental struggle of it, or for some people, the actual health struggle of it, a lot of people that are living with at risk, uh, at risk uh, populations that they don't want to put in danger. Right, the challenge is different for everybody. <sighs> Excuse me. <laughs> I mean, but to kind of just sit there and wait, I think is the wrong thing to do, to just wait for it to be over. Yeah, you, at a certain point, you kind of got to do something. And so I kind of just looked at myself and I said, like, okay, what, what am I waiting for? What am I hoping, what am I hoping uh, for the result to be when this thing is over? Because who knows, it might never be over. And I don't want to just sit and wait for it. You know, um, for example, for me, if it's, you know, I'm never going to get another job. Um, don't wait. If for me, if it's, you know, I'm, if it's the ever, uh, <laughs> the ever commanding dollar, that's the, the stick behind me and, or, or the carrot in front of me, whatever that metaphor is. Um, if I'm just, you know, you know, if I'm just waiting for the pandemic to end so that I can just go, go, go out and get a job again. Well, why do I have to wait when I can just find other ways to, to generate money? You can always generate money. You can always do that. There's always ways. Um, so number one, I'm waiting for the pandemic to end so I can go back to work or I can find ways to work within the confines of the pandemic, which I have. And the only other things that are out there is like, well, waiting for the, the pandemic to end because I want to go back to the gym. <laughs> that's, a, that's a genuine one for me. And so, you know what? Forget waiting. Forget waiting for the, the pandemic to end to go back to the gym. Um, you know, find another way. Find another way to get your training in. And I did that. <laughs> you know, you know, just taking up new, you know, improvising with different ways to, to get your training in, to get the, to get the fitness in. But I mean, my, my point, my point in all of this is that there's no need to wait for the pandemic to be over for you to get the things that you want. The path to it is just no longer what you thought it was. It might be different now. And this is where I kind of struggle because as bad of a year that 2020 has been for, for a lot of people, if I really kind of sit here and, and reflect on it, 2020 is the year where a lot of my like lifelong dreams came true. Um, you know, as long as I've been doing this, as long as I've been doing professional video, um, that is, you know, having that as a career, you know, being a, a fully independent freelance videographer and having that be my only source of income, uh, or having that being 
be my main source of income, be, let that be my full-time job, be the thing that takes up most of my time. Um, that for me was a dream that I didn't even know I had until maybe five years ago when I was really starting to get rolling with, with, uh, with video. I didn't even know that that was a possible thing. If I had known that probably would have been my dream my whole life. But as long as I've, you know, whenever that aha moment was where I realized that this was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, that has been my dream ever since. And now this year it happened. It didn't happen anything like I thought it was going to happen, but it did happen. Um, you know, um, getting to work on some of the productions that I've gotten to work on, working on, you know, real sets and working on real big time projects with, uh, you know, very inspiring people. A lot of those things happened this year. And <clears throat> the year kind of started, you know, it, it seems kind of, it seems a couple things that seem a little bit, if not silly, a little bit superficial, which is one, get published in a magazine for, as a photographer, become a, fub, a published photographer in a magazine. That happened this year. That happened in January, at the beginning of this year. Uh, and, you know, getting to visit L.A., something as like simple as that, that happened this year. And I got to go, you know, I got to go deadlift at Barbell Brigade. That happened this year, right? Like there's just, if I, if I look back on it, there's so many more positive things that come to mind than do the negatives. Really what's the main negative that I can think of is like, oh, I lost my job, but that ended up being one of the best things. So is that even a negative at all? And this is where it, this is where I get conflicted because, you know, just the climate being what it is right now, a lot of people just struggling so much and a lot of people having such a hard time, it feels a little bit wrong of me to kind of celebrate the things that I, that I wanted to celebrate. And, you know, I, I turned 28 this year, <laughs> 28th of September. I turned 28 on the 28th this is my champagne birthday. Ever since I was a kid, I always thought, man, I have the sickest champagne birthday because it's on the 28th. I'm going to be 28 years old. I'm going to be legal to drink. I'm going to have friends. <laughs> I'm going to have, I'm going to have all this stuff. My 28th birthday is going to be sick. And it wasn't anything. It wasn't any of those. Things. It was, it was nice. Uh, you know, at home, still got a cake for me. Just girlfriend, cat, me. <laughs> and it was still nice. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. But you know what? I'm in this beautiful place in Toronto. Um, always wanted to live in the city. I moved here three years ago, so I'm not going to count that as a 2020 accomplishment, but I'm here. You know, like I'm, I'm living in the city. I'm a creative guy in the city. This is just, I, I'm living the life that I've always wanted to live. And a, a lot of major, major, major things happened for me this year. And I'm no longer, you know, juggling two lives. I'm only living the life that I want to live. I'm only, I'm only going one direction. And that direction is toward being the person I want to be for the rest of my life. Now I can just focus on getting better. I don't have to worry about splitting my focus. I don't have to worry about external forces pulling me this way and that. I know my path. I know my direction. I know my vision and I know where I'm going and I know how to get there. 
for the first time in my life, I know exactly where I want to go and I know how to get there and I know how to do it. It's just a matter of time. And that's a realization that I understand that a lot of people just don't get. And for it to happen in 2020 is a little bit fitting for somebody like me. <laughs> it, it's just, it's the year of unexpectation. That's not a word. It's the year of things you did not expect. It is the law of surprise of years where for me, I like, I just, I don't know how to feel almost. I don't know how to feel about all this. It's, it's so strange. It's so strange. It's all, that's the only thing that I can, that's the only label I, I can put on it. Not in a bad way, not in a bad way at all. Um, but yeah, a lot of those things happen for me. I've always wanted to have my own home gym. Uh, tomorrow I'm getting all the equipment it's all being prepped tomorrow. I'm going to get it all tomorrow. And I'm going to have that home gym that I've always, always wanted as long as since I got into fitness, like in my early, early 20s, like when I was like 21, like eight, nine years ago. I've always wanted to have like a legit proper home gym and now I'm going to have it. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to have it. It's, it's everything that I've ever wanted. And so much of it happened for me this year. And I don't know how to feel about it. It, it's like it, I'm having this huge internal party that I, you know, I don't want to flaunt it on people. I don't want to flex on people, but you know what? Like part of me is like, I, you know, I also don't want it to kind of just be this thing like, Oh yeah, that all happened. It's whatever. I'm all about gratitude. And this is a year to be grateful for if there was one like more so than anything that I can think of. My family is healthy. My friends are healthy. My relationships are all healthy. My, my career is thriving. My health is thriving. I got serious. That's the one, another thing that came out of the pandemic was I started getting more serious about my health and my, and you know, it got me thinking about my immune system. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm on a better routine with that now. You know, I've, I'm back down to a healthy weight. I started this year off like I was, I was coming up on 200 pounds, which I've, you know, at my size, I have no business being anywhere near that. My weight now is closer to 155. And this feels a lot more like what I should weigh. And I look better. I feel better. You know, I just, everything right now is, everything's coming up Kev. And I can't think of a better you know, state for my life to be in going into a new year and I'm not afraid of anything and I'm ready for all of it. Um, but it, you know, maybe this is the year where I get hit with something else, but you know what? Something else comes, we deal with it when it does, but for now times are good. And when times are good, you recognize that times are good and you say, thank you. That is what I was raised to do. And there's a lot in my life to be grateful for and that in no small part is all of you, all of you who support me, whether it's, you know, as a client or just as somebody who follows and encourages me and, and, you know, sends nice, you know, those nice messages that you all send me and, you know, the comments and all of that stuff matters. And, uh, you know, I've, I know I've said it before, but it matters and it's, it's very, it's everything to me. And so thank you for all of you and all of everything that you do for me. 
Uh, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, I do not take it for granted. I will never take it for granted. And if I ever do, please, please check me on it. Please call me out on it. I don't ever want to be somebody who takes people for granted. And I always try to check in with myself and, and make sure that I remind myself who the people are who keep me grounded and the people who push me to do what I do and allow me to continue to do what I do because as much as this is a solo freelance career, that is not something that you do by yourself, not by any means. So that all being said, I'm, I'm coming up on like 45 minutes. I think that's a good point to wrap up. I'm sure I'm going to wrap this up and I'm going to think of like a million other things that I hadn't said, but you know what, man, at the end of the day, it's, I'm grateful for this year. I'm very, very grateful for this year. 2020, thank you. But most of all, forget the year. Forget the year. Like I just finished saying, <laughs> nothing to do with time has everything to do with the people that are around you, your mindset. N you know, time is independent of us. It will move no matter what. The difference is whether or not you move. And a lot of people out there keep me moving. And I just want to say thank you. Um, thank you for all, all of you for keeping me moving, helping me to do more and encouraging me to do more. And it's the only reason that I continue to do what I do. And so thank you. Um, very grateful for this year. And that's it, man. If that 2020 video comes, uh, it might be a little bit late. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so, I'm still so buried in, uh, in edits that, uh, I just don't feel, I, I, am I going to have the energy to do something personal? We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it'll come up week after the new year. I'm not sure, but I do want to, I do want to do it. So, uh, whether or not it happens, you'll find out. Um, so yeah, thank you. I guess I thought I was going to have trouble filling the times. I was going to max out a half hour, but I guess I had more to talk about than I, realized um yeah uh check out check out uh i am power <laughs> i'm wearing the shirt the badge here it's like i'd buy the microphone uh if you're just listening on audio that doesn't matter to you but that's irrelevant to you i mean because you can't see it but not because it doesn't anyways um yeah uh i hope to bring the podcast back on a more regular basis but we'll see if i can have guests on I have ideas to, to bring it as a live stream. Whether or not that happens, I'm not sure, but uh, we'll see. I'll keep you all posted. And that does it for me and the 3DD podcast. Remember to do more, everybody. And thank you for listening. Appreciate you all. And that's it. That's it. I think we're done. Okay. <laughs> Let's cut the cameras. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you all soon, I hope.